Welcome back, all you fabricant and flashbacks, to the super, not funny show, Supercast. The Supercast, where we talk about all things superhero and the pop culture space. So that's TV, movies, uh, video games. We do speculation news, all that fun stuff. Uh, I am Mode Poupay, your resident fabricant and commoner extraordinaire on all things pop culture, joined by the anime expert, video game designer, and lover of all things superhero, my good friend Lottie. Lottie, what's going on, man? Man, I'm doing good, man. Ready to talk about some of this stuff that's going on in the in the Marvel verse. You know what's going on in uh, Eternals to see how we could have improved the movie. <laughs> that's right. Uh, here on episode 34 of the Supercast, we're going to be talking about uh, Eternals and, in particular, how it can go from frustration to fire. How we would improve Eternals. But first, of course, we're going to jump into our news. Uh, we always do a rundown of the news and give our commentary. And this week, we got some news about Miss Marvel reshoots. We're going to talk about Peacemaker as it makes its uh, appearance on HBO Max. There's some Black Panther updates, uh, big updates, in fact. The first picture of Leslie Grace as Batgirl hits the internet. As Spider-Verse uh, universes are apparently going to have different art styles, and we'll uh, contemplate that. And some kind of uh, unsettling news about Robert Kirkman and Invincible, and uh, it's kind of shady. So we're going to get all into that uh, as we talk about the news. So, Lottie, you ready? Revving up, ready to go. Yep. So, Miss Marvel, uh, you know, I will say I've... I've been more excited for that than any other MCU uh, show coming to Disney Plus in this coming year. I've said it many times. She's like Peter Parker. Like that's that's the vibe. I think it's going to be a great show. Absolutely love the character, and I've just been like, you know, just when are we going to get this? And you know, we found out it's coming out in the summer of this year. Um, but there was some some I put this in quotes alarming news about so-called extensive reshoots that needed to be done on the show. And um, some of the toxic fandom, the fandom menace, uh, the, the ones <laughs> that... The, the, the fandom one, menace. <laughs> that's what they call themselves. They're, they're you know, they're real uh, douchebags. But the ones that want this to fail because, you know, they can't stand white dudes being not being at the front and center of every fucking thing. Anyway... Those guys uh, were like, oh, you know, it's going to be a failure. It's a failure. Uh, and there's, a, there's some alarm because of that. Well, you know what? Everyone calm down. Apparently, it's only about a week's worth of reshoots, and they're, uh, they seem to be pretty regular uh, reshoots as far Because I don't know if you, you, you realize this, but almost, well, not almost, every single Marvel property has reshoots built into its uh, shooting schedule and into its budget. So, like, literally every single one of them for pickups or for reworking things, all that sort of stuff. Uh, and according to, you know, insiders, it seems to be that these are pretty run-of-the-mill, you know, reshoots as far as the thing is concerned. That said, uh, Lottie, are you afraid that they're they're off track and somehow, some way, the MCU is going to deliver us a trash show? No, I mean, why, this shouldn't even be in the discussion. I mean, they 
let's be honest. The worst show that they came out with the MCU, it, the MCU is produced, is probably one of the best TV shows of last year. So, no, I'm not even, uh, there's not even a drop of doubt in my mind. I mean, come on, man. It's, it happens all the time. They always reshoot stuff. I mean, they just it's just not talked about. I mean, they even do it in the video game industry where they might rework a beginning of something. Because, you know, the, the, the things that are reworked the most in TV shows are the beginning and the end. Because sometimes the writer wants to change. Usually the middle always stays the same because that's just what's happening in the middle. But sometimes writers like writers or directors might have a different vision. So it's nothing bad. You know what I mean? Who knows? Uh, the actress might have at the beginning going there and shooting probably has short hair towards the end. They're like, she has long hair. Oh, reshoot the beginning. There we go. The long <laughs> but, hair now. But you know wait, what I mean? but, but Lottie, the neck beards on, on the internet who live nowhere near Hollywood and don't know shit about how to actually film anything. They're saying that, that they're in a panic over at, at Marvel. Um, do you believe that Kevin Feige is in a panic about anything ever at all? First, I do have to appreciate your uh, your u utilization of the uh, the word neckbeard. <laughs> because uh, this is perfect for the situation. Because this is definitely some neckbeard neckbearded action right now. I mean, come on, man. What? There's nothing to worry about. If anybody who's listening to this and you're worried about Miss Marvel not coming out, come on, guys. There's nothing wrong. It happens all the time. You redo stuff all the time. Like I said, I'm somewhat of a writer myself, and I cannot tell you how many times I rewrote the beginning of my stories or whatever. I don't, like I said, the most changed. All writers, movie directors, everyone always says the most changed things in a book, movie, TV show, or anything is the beginning and the end. Because sometimes they show up and they're like, oh, I kind of want to change this up. It happens all the time, man. Like I said, it, it could have easily just happened when they got the actress. She had short hair when they started the movie. I mean, started the TV show, and at the end of the show, she has long hair. And they're like, well, we like her with long hair better. Reshoot the beginning of the uh, the first episode again. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just yeah. sometimes, like, stuff like that just happens. Yeah. You know? So, long story short, yeah, chill out. <laughs> it's, yeah. This is Kevin Feige. And the smooth criminals over at, at Marvel Studios, I, I think they know something about how to make shit. Just, just chill out a little bit, y'all. Yep. Um, <laughs> moving on. Uh, this week, uh, this last week, Peacemaker made its triumph. Can I call it that? Triumphant debut on HBO Max, and to I would say pretty much universal acclaim. I mean, they're they're. they're I think Rotten Tomatoes it's like ninety percent. Uh. I've heard nothing but goodness. There's been a very, few, very few people like, "Nah, this sucks." Almost everybody loves it. You know, that intro is just like, uh, uh, you know, viral around the internet, and there's just uh, it just seems to be a huge, huge win for not just uh, HBO Max and not just for DC, which they really needed a fucking win, but also for James Gunn, a kind of a validation of his uh, ability to create yeah, uh, and direct and also kind of a repudiation of people who thought that the Suicide Squad was some kind of like, you know, failure or whatever. So, Weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> so, Lottie, you know, you, we, of course, we reviewed it already and we loved it. 
um, what do you think about this critical re- uh, the critical reaction and the audience reaction that you're seeing uh, online? And also, uh, how does this make you uh, feel about the upcoming Guardians of the Galaxy, which is in production right now? First of all, I, I do want to say that I'm happy that the uh, the enemies came to their um, to their uh, senses and realized that we are right and they should listen to us about when it comes <laughs> to watching movies and TV shows. First of all, I'm proud of them, so I would love to give them a hand clap. <laughs> Two, I wish Guardians of the Galaxy was rated M. I, I mean, rated R. I wish. Guardians of the Galaxy 3 was rated R because I want to see James Gunn, no holds bar, whatever he wants to just throw. I want to see a rated R Guardians of the Galaxy. But unfortunately, we're not going to get it. But hey, I'm excited with what I just loved. The James Gunn, like, whole, like, the ragtag team, the funniness, the goofiness, the zaniness, it's just gold. I just love it. I love just love his directing style and i'm not saying that dc should lock him down but dc needs to give that man a i don't think they can but yeah they could try but they do need to but they they, well they can give him a fat check so he can start doing other stuff because i would love to see him do i would love to see james gunn do like a uh oh i would love to peep this about to blow your mind Okay. <laughs> James Gunn's Teen Titans. Uh, <laughs> it would certainly be better than the Titans that they got going now, which isn't terrible. It's aight, yep. but it would be better. Um, you know, he is working on something else, another TV show for DC, uh, for mm-hmm. HBO Max. Just, you know, he didn't say what it is. He just said he's working on it right now. So clearly, uh, Walter Hamada, who's the the head of the studio, and uh, H and Warner are, you know, they're on the gun train right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also know, like like I said, he is also currently working on uh, mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and that uh, the holiday special that's supposed to be coming out uh, at, in this Christmas. So uh, his dance card is quite full right now. Uh, but I think, you know, I'm not surprised by the critical reaction to uh because a lot of critics actually liked uh the suicide squad but it wasn't as as universally loved um i think it shows that you know james gunn is he's at the height of his powers right now this guy is he knows what the audience wants and what they need he's got a pretty uh i think he's got a good vision for the dcu i don't again he said he doesn't want to be in charge of the studio and i believe the man he wants to create uh so the smart money is keep giving this dude work, you know, keep giving this man work. I guarantee you he's, he's going to make something that works for you. And I know you want to see an, an R rated, uh, you know, guardians thing, but the fact that he's somewhat limited by the PG 13, that just actually for a, a, a real creator limitations aren't, you know, they're not barriers, they're opportunities, you know, to really, you know, work their creative muscles. So, that's why Guardians still worked, even though he wasn't able to throw F-bombs around, you know? Um, so I'm actually, I'm hugely excited for Guardians. I was already excited, hugely excited for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. This is just like further, you know, cementing in my mind that it's going to be like epic. Especially because we, we got Adam Warlock coming, man. Come on. We got Adam Warlock coming. 
I, I that's that's plenty. I, you you could stop right there, but seeing the way Peacemaker is just going ham right now, you know, and and um, also I understand. You remember we were talking about it in, in the review, Chikwudi uh, Iwuji, the mm-hmm. that plays Mern. He, I've heard the rumor is he's going to be the high evolutionary in Guardians of the Galaxy three. So we're basically right. so, so, yeah. so him and James Gunn just just they just they just fall that's what ja- but that's what James Gunn does. He, when when he gets his 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 players that he likes, they show up. Michael Rooker, Michael Rooker has been in many James Gunn things. He's you know he's been in you know Slither and he but you know everyone knows him as Yondu. Um, when James Gunn finds an actor that he he clicks with, you know they start showing up in things. So uh, I'm hella excited for Guardians of the Galaxy three. Cannot mm-hmm. wait uh, to see that uh, come to the screen. And just more of, of Peacemaker. Can't wait to see how that uh, turns out. So, um, moving on, Black Panther. This is going to be a big, a big little part of the news. So we got Black Panther two updates. So we know last time we checked, they were on a uh, holiday break, uh, but it was an extended break because Letitia Wright had had this, you know, bad injury from a stunt uh, back, uh, I think in August or so, and they had done months of shooting around it until they couldn't anymore and they're supposed to come back in january for uh to start shooting again and we were like oh man is she even going to come back because you know she hates vaccines and um you know (laughs) she she is you know she's ready to throw that bag straight into the you know into the hudson river never to be seen again but it seems that uh i guess cooler heads prevail uh somebody reminded her that she actually needs money or something, because uh, Letitia Wright's back and she's uh, for filming. Uh, despite the fact that you know, the filming was supposed to start uh, a week ago, it, it did not because, you know, like, like in most, you know, jobs around here, COVID made its way into the, into the crew. Uh, but they're coming back this week and Letitia Wright will be there. And presumably she's vaxxed because how the fuck else did she get back to the United States if she wasn't? Mm-hmm. And um, I guess she's ready to play ball again. That's what Kevin Feige says. Um, <clears throat> so yeah. <laughs> In addition to that, we also hear that Winston Duke, uh, our good man Mbaku, uh, the the great <laughs> ape, <laughs> he is. Uh, you know, he's getting a big old pay raise, and apparently that means that Mbaku is going to be a much more important character uh, in this movie than he was in the first. Thank God. Uh, and lastly, the last little bit about Black Panther 2 is we've heard rumors about, and you know, we heard that, you know, uh, I, uh, I think a Mexican actor, uh, I, I want to say Tino Huerta, I'm, I think I'm saying his name right, well, was cast in an unknown role, but the rumor was he was going to be a Namor. And I see uh, once again that there is apparently some evidence, insider information that he is indeed going to be Namor and that the plot of this movie centers around uh, a war between um, Atlantis and Wakanda. So, again, these are rumors, but that's what what we're hearing. So, all right, that's a bunch of stuff. I know it's a bunch of stuff, uh, Lottie. So, one at a time, what's, what's, what's up with Letitia and is she ready to actually, you know, do her fucking job? Let me tell you something. I'm gonna tell you. I'm I'm about to show you a screenplay. Uh, Letitia Wright, 
comes into uh, Kevin Feige's house. And Kevin Feige says, Letitia, are you ready to come and be part of the MCU? And she says, is, I will do it as long as I don't have to take the vaccine. Kevin Feige then throws down his napkin and says, I off, you came into my house to eat. <laughs> and this is how you treat me. <laughs> then he writes a check, slides it over to her and says, I will make an offer that you cannot refuse. <laughs> and Letitia looked at that check and said, God damn, give me that jab. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I just, I'm just picturing like she's just like I'm just picturing her walking down down the road with like a big old like you know Scrooge McDuck bag of, of Marvel money on her back, and then she and then she's walking down and she sees a COVID vaccine on the on the road and just trips and and that bag just goes ro- rolling down the road because that's what she was doing fumbling the yep. bag and and I could just see there's a whole bunch of Black actresses around her age ready to scoop that bitch up and take it back for six. Oh, yeah. Oh, they, yeah. They, you know, oh, they were ready. They were yeah. They saw that shit rolling. They were about to take that bitch back for six. So, you know, you. I was seeing people, they said the, the most epic bag fumble in history. And it's, and it's yep. real because she she's going to be the, the star and everything. You're going to fumble the bag like that. But apparently, her mama must have been like, bitch, are you real? You for real now? Mm-hmm. Or right, let's see if I can do it in the British accent. <laughs> Love, are you for real? <laughs> She's like, bitch, get that money. It's get them dollars. That's what she said. So yeah. man, so she came back correct. Good for her. You know, I guess money does encourage people to do all sorts of things. Um, yeah, because I don't. I was just gonna be like, bitch, don't don't fuck up my most anticipated superhero movie of the year. Please don't. That's yep. don't do that. <laughs> uh, as far as Mbaku though, my dog Winston do get getting a pay raise. What's up with that, man? Deserves it, man. He deserves it. I'm I, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. Like I know, I know everybody. I love, I love uh, Black Panther. I love Black Panther. I loved. Um, damn, I'm trying to remember the other character. God, Killmonger. I love Killmonger. You know, I loved, I loved those characters, but man, something about Mubaku just—he spoke to me. Man, I—it's it, like I'm Nigerian. If, if anybody, if you know, if if anybody listening doesn't notice, I am Nigerian, and I just felt like this is the most Nigerian man I have ever seen <laughs> in a superhero movie. I was like, this is exactly how I would act. If I felt some type of way, like I would act <laughs> exactly like this. Like when I thought, I swear, I thought he was Nigerian. I thought the actor was Nigerian. He played it so perfectly. I thought he was Nigerian. And I found out he's from Trinidad. I said, no, nah, he's Nigerian. <laughs> honorary. He's Too, on late. honorary. <laughs> Too late. Too uh, late. You, you, you already, you lost your Trinidadian uh, citizenship. He is an honorary <laughs> member of the Nigerian nation. <laughs> Just, God. And he deserves it, man. He He's turned that character, Mubaku, into something special, man. And I know he's just the villain in the MCU. I mean, in the uh, comic books. 
But in the MCU, he could, there's so much more he could be, especially, you know, with the passing of the great, um, how am I? Chadwick Boseman. Uh, Chadwick Boseman. We need someone else to come in and bring the flair into this movie, you know? Yeah. And I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him. He deserves it. He deserves the pay raise. And I hope he just keeps it. He keeps up the good work and keeps keeps proving that he is Nigerian and not Trinidadian. I don't give a damn what you He's from Nigeria. I just, I just hope they don't kill him off in this. That's that's my main thing. That's my dog right there. Glad, really happy for him. Really, really happy for him. I love Mbaku, and it's clear from in you know from Infinity War and Endgame that he is, you know, he's, you know, he's he's a leader, and that, that's the sort of leader that Wakanda needs. So we'll see. That's coming up, uh, coming up real soon. Um, <clears throat> as far as Namor. All we got is rumors, man. But if this is what's going down, if it is Atlantis versus um, versus Wakanda, this shit could get so serious because you know Atlanteans are super powered all the way around, and Wakandans are not impressed by that shit at all. It's yeah. like like not at all. We're superpowers, good for you. Uh, <laughs> we we have the you know we're basically. The you know we're basically as advanced as the Cree where we live on Earth. What do you want? Yep. You know, <clears throat> but I mean, is that something you want to see though? Is that is that is that the fight you want to see them have? Of course I do. I mean, who who's the only people that actually? There's no nation on Earth that scares the uh, Wakandans. Yeah, no, no, there really is. There's no nation really that scares Wakandas. You know, I mean, you have one guy, Doctor Doom, but come on, man, the United States. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, there's no nation on the earth that scares the Wakandans. So, for you to, because now we know the Wakandas are trying to do peace. So the only thing, only thing that will make sense for the Black Panther, make a new, another Black Panther movie, is to make the the um. Is like you said, the Atlanteans or Black Panther. Black Panther movie is Secret Invasions Part One. That's the only way that right. I could see a, you know, a, a compelling Black Panther movie. Yeah, yeah. No. I think. I mean, I I hope it's. I mean, I'm assuming it's true because you know these rumors, if they persi persist over so long, tend to be true. <clears throat> so I'm hoping that this is actually uh, we're going to get some kind of confirmation on it soon but it's, i mean it'll be interesting it, it, they definitely are the only competition so <clears throat> we shall see we're going to give you guys an update once we get more information mm -hmm. uh, a really quick one just you know we we talk about costumes and stuff uh <laughs> all the time around here uh but there was a um a picture that hit the internet courtesy of leslie grace who has been cast as uh, Barbara Gordon, a.k.a. Batgirl, for the new Batgirl movie that is coming to HBO Max exclusively. Uh, I think probably this year. They they just, I mean, they literally started filming, I think, this last week for yeah. this movie. And sh so she posts a picture of herself in her costume. So I figure we just, you know, look at it and talk about it, right? Yeah. <clears throat> um, a lot of chatter on the, on the internet about this, uh, about this outfit. Some people are like, oh, it looks like it's the CW or whatever. It's, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of bitching because, you know, nerds, you know. Apparently. You know what it looks like? <laughs> What's that? It looks like the outfit from uh, Harley Quinn. Uh, you're talking about the, sh the, uh, the, 
animated show? Yeah, because that one is yeah. based, based on a certain run of comics that were done. I want to say seven, eight to ten years ago, something like that. It's based on a, a very, very specific comic run. <clears throat> um, and it's pretty comics accurate, let me tell you. There's a, The c- colors in certain places aren't quite right, but, you know, it's all leather. Um, hard, I'm assuming hard wearing leather. She's got, the, she's got like the. If you might even seen it in the in the Arkham Knight, you know the Arkham Knights games. It's it's something mm-hmm. like that, but less ar- no armor, um, on it, and it's meant to represent uh, a suit she made herself. As far as far as I understand. So I have a question. So is this movie like is this movie supposed to be like a prequel, like her like first starting off as Batgirl, or is it like she's been Batgirl? I think it's I I think it's supposed to be her becoming kind of like in harley quinn okay it makes 100 percent sense okay it makes 100 percent because we all know the original she didn't become batgirl she she was batgirl before she teamed up with batman so if you i just i I hate these fake ass comic these fake ass stupid weebs that swear they're comic book buffs but they say some of the dumbest shit they don't know what the hell they're talking about they always say this is not comic book accurate this is this this is that obviously you've never read an inch of comic books before ever because if <laughs> you did you would know batgirl was batgirl before she teamed up with batman god guys it's it's, it's just what that's one of the most frustrating things that i just I, I i hear all the time with when it comes to video games comic books they always want to say this is oh real. there's this is not real this is not comic book accurate you guys obviously never even read a uh, even a st- word in a comic book because if you did, you wouldn't say stupid stuff. Like, I, like one of the ones that really like like got me was the um, was the uh, uh, this is because this we're on DC was the uh, Captain Marvel well Shazam movie where they're like, oh, why did he share his powers? He doesn't do that in the comic book. There's the literal. First issue of New 52, <laughs> Captain Marvel comic book. He shares his powers. I was just like, these dudes say some of the dumbest shit, man. There's um, some of this, like, I, before I even started looking at the comments on this, I was like, hmm, how many of them are going to be bitching about this? Mind you, yeah. remember, this is just a picture. It's a production still. They do this, you know, they do production stills for, you know, um, to send out to, you know, uh, uh, magazines or online sites or just to kind of build hype. That's it. Just to show you what's going on, right? You don't, we haven't seen it in action. We don't know how long she's going to keep it. We, we know nothing except that this is a picture of her in a suit, right? So mm-hmm. things that look like maybe goofy when you first see them before they get the sheen of post-production may look yeah. kind of goofy. That's, that's just the way it is, man. So if this is all... It's for, it's silly to get your hair, you know, out of kilter about this before you really see it in action. But beyond that, the a bunch of the bitching just seems they're like it looks like it's something from the CW. It looks like the, I'm like you know what, just just shut up. That's that's my main thing. Like it's just it's just a preliminary thing. We're gonna see more of it as we as it moves on. It doesn't have little armor pieces. That's fine. You know, the first. Batman 1980, 80, uh, the 89 Batman really didn't have armor either. You know, he th- yeah. theoretically, he didn't really have armor either. And, she, you know, she's just kind of running around in her little homemade thing. It'll be fine. Uh, I think, personally, I think it looks good. Mm-hmm. I don't, the thing that 
that bugs me about it is really just that Leslie Grace says, you know, she's a she's a fine looking woman and everything like that, and I'm sh- I know she can act. She doesn't look physically like she can kick anybody's ass. That's yeah. my thing about it. I don't. The costume is it's it's whatever. I I think to myself, I don't believe that she beats anybody up. Now again, this is a picture. I've not seen her in move. I've not seen any of the action. So I could be a hundred percent wrong about it based on this picture. And I'm that's why when I I've made no comments about it other than talking to you right now. That hey, I don't look. I look at her and I don't believe she can kick anybody's ass. But I'm I'm willing to accept that I'm just com- could be completely wrong about that because it's just a picture. So I mean, maybe, yeah, yeah. So maybe guys I'm, chill out. <laughs> That's all. I'm I saying. mean, one thing I do I do want to say is that I wish in this day and age, when it comes to superhero movies and stuff like this, I wish more of these actors that are getting these roles would take the physical like. To take the physical appearance of actually, I'm not saying you have to be a muscle bound person, but to look like you're in good shape, like you actually like instead of looking like you're wearing a wet blanket with the suit on, yeah. you know what I mean? Like actually look, you know, like you the suit belongs. Like, on like you. in other words, look like uh, Tessa Thompson did when she was showing off those Michelle Obama guns. Uh, when she's going to be back, because I look at Tessa Thompson, I'm like, her arms are pretty fucking toned up. She looked like she'll tune you up for real. Mm-hmm. Like I'll, I'll take that. This and like I, I doesn't look it. But again, she's covered up, so maybe I just again, it's a picture. It's yeah, it's just that's a it. picture. It's just a picture. That's so. Let's not freak out about it, nerds. It's like yeah, if you're freaking out about yeah. it, chill. It's it'll be okay. We'll we'll know some more in a few months. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, move, moving on, um, <clears throat> we got a look. This is just a small little tidbit uh, from the producer of uh, Spider uh, Man Into the Spider uh, Across the Spider Verse Part One, in which uh, he says <clears throat> that every one of the universes represented in Spider Verse are going to have a different art style, and we saw a little bit a, a bit of that in the teaser trailer too. When uh, uh, Miles and um, uh, what's the and Spider Man twenty ninety nine are sort of grappling with each other through portals and you know yeah. stuff like that. So it's pretty clear that's going to happen. And I, for one, I'm there for it. You know, I can't wait till they go to Spider Ham's dimension and see how fucking weird it is to. It's it's going to be like when LeBron James went to the tune to, you know to the Tooniverse uh, yep. to to find the Looney Tunes. You know, it's going to be like that. Or the the you know Spider Man the J- Spider Man J the Japanese Spider Man or the you know the one where uh, I forget the name of the character but the one with the, with the robot spider all these different you know different looking Spider Man characters or Spider Man Noir if they don't do Spider Man Noir I swear to God fail a hundred percent fail if they don't go to his universe. Across the Spider Verse is just you know huge missed opportunity. Well, they're going to it because yeah. he was in the first movie. He, <laughs> they, they're going to it. They need to go. You know where they if if they've got any damn sense, but they won't do it probably because they can't get the license. But if they could get Lego Marvel, if they could do the Lego Marvel bit, shit, let's go. I would I would love to see that. <clears throat> the same way you know they have the Lego Batman, Lego Lego mm-hmm. Spider Man. Man, come on. There's so you know I, I just I love that 
the freedom that this is going to give to the artist. There's absolute yeah. freedom here to kind of interpret Spider-Man in, in various ways. Yeah, I like this too. This reminds me of, because uh, you know, um, uh, Sonic is doing something just like this right now in the comic book. Sega is uh, Sega is doing a comic book and they also partner with this YouTube channel called MASH where they're doing Across the Sonicverse and Sonic is going to different universes and meeting different Sonics and the latest one they did is Sonic the Hedgehog Man. So it's a guy, it was a regular human guy who got bit by a radioactive hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> and now he wears he wears basically sort of like Batman, but he has super speed. He can shoot spines out of his body. He's basically it's like a combination of Spider-Man and Batman story put together. <laughs> so it was just like, oh, I was just like, damn, that's kind of cool to see um to see, you know, because the same thing, they changed the art style each time Sonic goes from each universe. And that art style, looked like, it looked like a, you know, it looked like a 90s, it looked like a 90s animated uh, superhero show. Right. And I liked it. Like I said, it's good to see how uh, they're doing in these movies. You know what I mean? I mean, it, what they're doing with the movie and to see what they're doing with the comic book when it comes to expanding, going across the different universes. Yeah. I'm. I mean, I personally, I'm pretty excited about this. I, you know, we we just just they're just talking about it, so we don't have any actual, you know, visual, uh, you know, visuals on it. But uh, we can speculate, and I can't wait. I'm just across Spider Verse, my second most anticipated superhero thing this year. Uh, yeah. So <clears throat> can't wait to see more about it. We'll let you guys know uh, when we learn some more. And so on to our final bit of news. <clears throat> Excuse me. And this is a lot more serious than other stuff we've been talking about. This is to do with the business of making superhero stuff. Uh, and also, it, it pains me when somebody who I like in, as a creator as a, in the industry seems to be doing some shit. You know? This, this, to me, this sucks, but we, we got to talk about it because we want we talk about creators' rights and all that other stuff. And we are, we're for creators' rights. And when another one creator sort of, you know, allegedly does some shady shit, we need to call that out. So uh, we learned this last week that Robert Kirkman and his, uh, uh, his production company are being sued by a former, um, you know, co, uh, you know, co-creator of, of uh, Invincible. So the context of this is when Invincible was being worked on, um, part of the, I guess, the contract, I guess, the verbal contract or whatever between uh, Robert Kirkman and his the artist that work on it, in this case, a colorist who was doing the suing, was, you know, I can't pay you a lot of money, but, you know, you'll get a certain percentage of the rights to the character and so forth and so on. And the lawsuit alleges that Kirkman, you know, sort of duped this this colorist into signing away his rights to the character uh, in the interest of making it easier to sell the uh, the, <clears throat> the property for you know film and whether uh, whatever other development so he signs his rights away to this production company and of course now invincible is has become animated Amazon's you know paid money and whatever whatever for it. you know it's money. Money is exchanged hands. He feel like 
he feels like um, Kirkman and his lawyers or whatever sort of tricked him out of his rights, and now he's suing <clears throat> for uh, for some kind of compensation. Now, here's the twist, or not the twist, but like the I guess the wrinkle for anyone who's immediately jumping to Kirkman's defense and like, oh no, he you know he signed away, he's nothing wrong. And you know how fanboys are because they like a guy that made something that they like. You know, before you jump to his defense, he just finished. Uh, might be in the last couple years, settling a very similar lawsuit related to The Walking Dead. Yep. And, and which, by the way, The Walking Dead is way more uh, lucrative, way more, um, a way more lucrative uh, property than Invincible is, as you can see by all the, the TV shows or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he settled out of court after having been sued for something very similar, right? So. One time is like, uh, well, that's maybe it was just a misunderstanding. Two times suggests a pattern of action, right? And I say this as someone who likes Robert Kirkman because I've sort of followed him when he wasn't, you know, this guy that's making all this money on TV and shit, when he was just a comics man. And it sort of, dis- it, no, it doesn't sort of, it dismays me to know that a guy that was a struggling comic writer in the first place sort of becomes this sort of makes some moves that are shady yeah because allegedly yeah allegedly yeah because i was just about to say didn't we have a discussion about him going through like him having to fight claw to get everything that he for him to get his rights now he's allegedly doing this to other people like come on man they always say the person who points the fir- the finger the hardest, there's four fingers pointing back at you. Yeah, it's it's shit is just it's fucking disappointing. Cause like to me, this is just about you know treating other people well. Now, you know whatever, I just you know I don't want to say like oh Robert Kirkman he's he's got this nefarious plan to, you know steal the rights out from other other people so he can't share any money. I don't know that that's true. But no. man, you that's done. That's not good. You know, you get sued twice. You know, he you get sued twice. In fact, I say three times because Frank Darabont, who directed the and helped develop the first season of The Walking Dead, sued him and AMC also. Right? He mm-hmm. he sued him. Then an artist on on The Walking Dead sued him, and then now this mm-hmm. is a colorist on on The Walking Dead sued him. You know this this one I'm talking about like. It's it becomes a pattern of behavior and it becomes hard for me to not at least, you know, give some credence to what these people are alleging. Mm-hmm. Uh, that said, we are not lawyers. We don't have all the information. We can't really speculate too much on what actually happened. I think uh, an overall better the, the thing to talk about is, you know, how how workers, how workers within these industries are treated and trying to make sure that people are treated fairly and that there's there's no nobody screwing anybody over because there's a lot of money going on here so much so that I'm pretty sure everyone can fucking eat right everyone can eat and no need to, yeah. to to be snatching food out of somebody else's mouth you know yeah and you know fortunately because of this day and age of superhero dominance every creator down the line is smart enough to know like they don't sign rights away they don't they don't make dumbass deals but this was from like 
15, you know, 15 odd years ago, early in the early mm-hmm. 2000, mid 2000. Yeah. So, you know, it wasn't quite the same thing at the time. And <clears throat> I just want, you know, one, I want this to be resolved in a way that actually is just, you know, that if this guy did get screwed over in this situation, you know, I want him to get, you know, compensated appropriately. And also, if this really is a pattern of behavior on the part of Robert Kirkman, I want him to get help and to stop, right? Because I respect the shit out of him as a storyteller, creator of story, but I don't respect that business, you know, the way Mm -hmm. he conducts business. If that's the way he's conducting business, this is true, I don't respect that at all. And it's going to be very hard for me to continue to support uh, to support him and, and the things he does if that's the way he's going to do business. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I completely agree with you, man. They, uh, I, I just hate to hear that, you know, because like you said, I, I love his story, Invincible. And I hate to, to hear that, he, that the story that I really enjoy, it's a lot of shadiness and stuff goes behind it. Because, you know, but... You know, it's always like a little sombering thing that I always got to remember that, you know, unfortunately, we live in a, you know, this is a, uh, it's it's a business. And some people, instead of being happy with their piece of the pie, they want to take more of the pie and they will destroy it to just to get that piece. It's unfortunate that it's like that, mm-hmm. but that's what we live in, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah, this, this we we just need to cre- treat creators better, cre- treat creators better, and compensate uh, accordingly. And relate interrelated, uh, but not to the, this particular story. But talking about creator creators being treated fairly, that I can't even remember the creator's name, but a a comic book uh, creator uh, gave a shout out to Neil Gaiman about having now gotten his whole you know. Um, his compensation for, you know, reprints and, uh, and so forth as a comic creator uh, from Marvel. He's, you know, he's gotten into their system and now he's getting his, his royalty mm-hmm. checks like he's supposed to, yeah. which is a win. And I celebrate that win. And I also, I really have much respect for Neil Gaiman, who's really been beating this drum constantly over the last year, uh, year and a half, about making sure that Marvel pays like they're supposed to, you know, contractually supposed to. I, I I'm... I much respect and I'm happy that he's doing that, but that this needs to be, it needs to be more of a rarity that someone's getting screwed and not a normality. And right now it's still normal for people who don't have a big voice and they're not big names in the industry to get screwed by Marvel uh, and Disney uh, with their royalties. So I'm, I am hoping and, and for the day that Marvel just does right. Without no, yeah. without someone having to like shame them into it, so we're, yeah. we're going to keep talking about this. I th- I think, you know, Marvel must pay. That's the hashtag. I think it's true, and it, we need to you know continue to highlight it. Yep. So, all right. Um, those are all of our news items for this week. That's a bit more than I was. Ex- <laughs> There's a bit more to it than I I was thinking. But uh, either way, uh, what did you guys think about these uh, you know items? What do you think about what we had to say about it? Get down to the comments. Let us know what you're thinking. You can always hit us up, of course, supernotfunnyshow at gmail.com or at supernotfunnys1 on Twitter. Let us know what you're thinking. Or, you know, maybe there's something that we missed and you wanted us to talk about, and we'll check it out. Uh, Maybe it'll be on the next show.
All right, moving on. It's time for the main event, the main uh, theme of our show, which is <laughs> uh, frustration to fire. How yep. we would we would make Eternals better? You know, that's the the meme where Drake's like, Mm-mm, no, <laughs> and we want to turn that into a you know where he's you know he's got the thumbs up for it. So how are we going to do that? There's for, and for, in order to know how to make Eternals better, which I think we can both agree. You know, we talked about it. Not the, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't like, it did not win the way we wanted it to win. It had some yeah. definite, you know, downsides to it. So, you know, in your mind, just real briefly, what, what, where did this go wrong? Where did Eternals go wrong? Uh, you know, in your mind. Uh, Eternals, the number one, like the main thing that I feel like, well, two the two main things I feel like they could have done way better with this movie was, in my opinion, it was too long and way too much explaining, exposition, trying to tell us every one of these characters, who they were and everything just went, it just went just too much. You know, if you cut it down just a bit, I feel like this movie could have, could have sliced off 30 to 45 minutes. Just sliced off that and still could have made a compelling hour and 45 minutes. Take out the explaining, let's, you know, and add like, you know, more plot. And if they did that, I feel like this movie could have been so much better because like I said, the basis of this movie is really good. But the sto- but the the story is just God. Just like damn. I don't need to know. Stop going back to Mesopotamia, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I you know, this the movie, as much as I liked it, it's it it suffered from length because it was explaining. It was doing a lot of e- exposition, as you said. And in the process of doing exposition, it did not actually do a great job of explaining the characters that well. Like, you know, there's there's a lot of introducing characters way, you know, at the last minute, so you don't really know them that well, except for a few little cutscenes, as if you will. And the another problem is the the bad guys are are not really there. Like the deviants are the big bad, but they're not really there. So you yeah. you have a situation, and you have you know have a situation. You have a big roster of characters, um, and you don't you you know you choose to focus on several of them, and but you still are like, but there's these other characters, and we you know we're gonna bring them in. They, they just feel like cameo appearances rather than actual, real characters. You know you don't get enough yeah. time with any of any of the characters except Cersei and and Sprite and uh, Icarus. Yeah. And even then, it's just a lot of, you know, there's a lot of untold stories going on that as they do try to, you know, unravel it, it just feels like, it feels like a big chore that, you know, gets away from what supposedly is the main point of the film, which is, oh shit, the Deviants, right? Yeah. And then later, oh shit, the the Celestial, uh, destroying the world. There's not a, that becomes an afterthought and rather than explaining who these people are that you've never seen before. And it's unfortunate. Yep. Unfortunately, it, it sort of bogs the movie down uh, in, in ways that aren't quite compelling, even though the, the parts where they do flashback are fun and interesting. 
but they're just they're like you know they're like crumbs off of a off of a 12 course meal you know they're, yeah. they're crumbs off of a 12 course meal you can see there's a big old meal that would be delicious and you'd only get the crumbs off of it and it's very frustrating so there's other i mean there's other parts to it that they could be doing better like why the fuck would you introduce Dane Whitman and then just be like, oh, we'll never see you again for the rest of the movie until cut, you know, till the, the the post credit scene. Come on, that's and uh, and what was the woman's name? Uh, what was the guy you said? Uh, what was the? Oh, I'm I, trying to remember. Ajax. Ajax. Yeah, so, Ajax is only in flashbacks. It's just, I mean, I get it. There, I get what's going on, but yeah, well, but we'll get. But how how do you how do you make all of that better? If you know. Eternals, I, I don't say that I don't like the movie. I do. I just feel like it was, I had a high expectations for it, that it got nowhere close to meeting, and that it was a missed opportunity. And, I, and you know, they they may have set the Eternals back, so, you know, within the MCU quite a bit. Um, yep. So that said, and let's let's put a caveat here. Clearly you and I are not, we're not filmmakers. We're not, you know, real, you know, accomplished storytellers or anything like that, right? We just like yeah. stuff. We've 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 seen a lot of superhero stuff. We like some things, and we watched this, and we had some ideas about like what what would I have preferred to have seen, uh, if if we were you know gonna see the movie that we wanted to see, what what would we have preferred? So that's when we say make it better. Uh, don't get on our ass about, well, if you're so good, why don't you go make it? That's, obviously, we can't because we're not filmmakers. If uh, if I could, I would. Yeah. Trust me. <laughs> this is this is just things, if in our mind, would have made this this a better movie. So uh, I got a list. Uh, Lottie, I don't know if you want to add to this list or if you just want to, you know, respond to what I have to say about it. Uh, I mean, I would love to make it, like you said, the... Uh... One of the things that, okay, I'm looking at your list now. I would, like you said, I, the big parts of, of course, making it shorter, less explaining, more plot, make the deviants matter, of course, yes. Make it a two-part, you know what I mean? Like the parts that you were adding, yeah. like I, 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 I pretty much, pretty much completely agree with your list. Like, I, well, well, let's, I, let's start from the top. So, yeah. And we'll, we'll combine the first two, make it shorter. With and by doing so, less less explaining, you know, less less exposition, and more plot. That's the the plot of this. Let's say let's say the plot of of Eternals is basically there's these people who have been here since the dawn of civilization, sent sent by a creator god like being to save them from these you know extraterrestrial predators. Okay. In the process of so doing, they they eliminate them, and then they're like, and then what? And <laughs> then they sort of go their separate right ways. All the shit in the Marvel universe happens. Uh, Thanos comes back. You know, Thanos happens. They snap. He snaps people away. They come back, and apparently this starts. Uh, it starts uh, the deviants back to work, but it's really not the deviants. It's really that a celestial is being born. It's going to destroy all life on Earth, and the Eternals have got to learn somehow stop it, so they got to get the band back together. But one of them really doesn't want that to happen, so he murders the the leader of the of the Eternals to try to make sure that the Eternal is born, and they have to fight. And I mean, am I getting it? Am I getting it all? 
the, so, I mean, the, I mean, so the deviants aren't important. So in other words, the deviants not only aren't they important, they aren't even like a factor in this. Yeah, they're not even. And what's so crazy about all of this is that you could somewhat think that the deviants sort of knew what was going on. Like they were the first. The the guy that he literally said he knew. (laughs) But that's the thing. But I'm talking about even in ancient times when they started going like, you know, we're going to start killing these people, uh, culling half the population so these things won't wake up. So it makes you think that they always knew about it, which would have been. Very nice to add into the story. Well, they they didn't really learn about it until they till they absorbed Ajax. Well, to the, but, but no, so. but that's what I'm saying. But what made? But this is the question that this is the question that they put in the movie, but they refused to answer. Why did the deviants go rogue? They didn't just yeah, go rogue because well, they, their explanation is that they they evolved. Uh, Ar- I would have Ar- liked Ar- it Ar- better. Arisham created them, and they evolved into like just being straight up predators, not not selective predators. And which then they which got, is they got stupid loose. to me. Yeah, which is stupid to me. Which it would have, I would have liked it better that they were the first that the uh, that the uh, uh, deviants are actually celestials that quote unquote changed. Rather. Yeah, well, in the comics, well, eternals in the comics, eternals. deviants and eternals are essentially two sides of the same coin and they've they've just kind of been at war with each other i don't mind the thing is about the deviants i don't mind their what their existence as it is the problem is is that if you're going to present them at least you know to people that don't know about the story you're going to present them as the bad guys they're they're the foe that you're that you're facing off against make them actually be that because in this they're like, oh shit, we got it, and you fight a deviant like two, you know, three times in the jungle. That one time in London, we don't get to see anything they're they're doing. They they're not, uh, you know, apparently there's no intelligence behind them, but there is. Like they don't matter. That's the thing about yeah. the deviants. They live. The only thing they exist to do in there is is to be a red herring for the whole yeah. story. And and, and just and, to pi- you know, and just to piss off the uh, the to, main character to be a fall guy for Icarus's plan. And to kill Gilgamesh. That's it. There's like yeah. they are completely they, in, in a universe, a superhero universe full of villains that fail to really live up to any kind of promise. They are the worst of the villains because they yeah. aren't. They don't really do anything. So yeah. in my mind, to make this movie better is to actually make them real villains. Make them real villains that are actually doing shit that are causing problems. That are being, you know, going around the earth. They're they're supposed to be wantonly slaughtering people, right? Why aren't they doing it? There's it could there's, have been. there are seven billion people on the on the planet Earth as of uh twenty twenty three within the MCU. Seven and a half billion people on Earth. Why aren't they And they're not even getting yeah, and you're and you're think about it, you're right. They were only going after the uh the Eternals, which Damn! Now you that and, is more. And, and, and we, we know why they're doing it because they want to. They want to level themselves up. They kill them. They take their power. They want to level up. Why aren't they killing everybody? That's what. That's but, what. That's what deviants are supposed to be doing. You know, that's to me. Make them actually a legitimate threat. Make them a threat, an Avengers level threat. Because then, and because, they could have made that because the Eternals are Avengers essentially in terms of their yeah. powers and their abilities. Make them Avengers level. Yep. So you you spend a lot of the time is spent reminiscing about the past and stuff and not fighting the threat. 
if we if yeah. I were making this better, I would make the deviants actually matter. Make them actually matter. And and in fact, and they wasted, absolutely wasted Bill Skarsgård. Pennywise, by the way. Pennywise from the from the new uh, you know, the new it movies, wasted him as the voice and the and the voice mocap of Crow. You don't even that's the thing. Did you even know that was the name of the fucking bad guy? Did you know that was the name that was of the, the, name. the That's the name of the of the leader of the deviants. You don't know because they are non they are they are a non-factor. Yeah, and they it, are and it's non-factor. and it's ridiculous. It is absolutely I get them being a red herring, but they should at least exist as some kind of threat. You know, it's absolutely not not wasn't a good wasn't a good call. So make it make the deviants better. Yeah, I and like, like you said, I would have liked it definitely more if they would have like. It's like you said, they could have made that dude into like an anime villain, where he's like, like he's the one who basically told them everything that Irishim is doing. Like he said, do you even know who you are fighting for? I would have been, you know, I'd have been cool with if they had made him into like. You remember in the Matrix Reloaded, the Merovingian? He's like, I know what really the fuck is going on. Y'all are in the dark. And yeah. I'm just being, I'm going to do my, my bad guy thing over here. I'd love that. But this, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to go over that too much. But, yeah, just it, fix, fix the deviance is the, is the deal. Um, on, the same, on the same note, um, so we said making it shorter, you, cutting out all of that, you know, uh, all the explainer, you know, um, you know flashback scenes. Because the flashback scenes, they're nice, and I, I actually enjoy them, but I don't think that they serve. They're, they're just trying to explain, these guys are badass. Well, you know what the best way to t- show me that a superhero is badass? Have him do something badass in the present. You know? Yeah. It was cool seeing uh, Icarus do his Superman shit in the, in the present. Let's have some more of that. You know? Don't show me how he was kicking ass in the past. Show me how he's kicking ass in the present. You can just you can just do like in in every other all these other movies where they're just like oh you remember that time when so and so did that really badass thing back in the day, and then just leave it there because I don't have to yeah. be explained to me. Just say the shit happened. I would have I would have liked it so much if like uh, I'm trying to remember what what was the uh, the the Black Eternal again? What was his name? Fastus. Yeah, Astus. If he was fa- like no, fa- Fastos. Fastus, Fastos, Fastos. If they would have had Fastos, just just show him like randomly like dropping notes or something to like the geniuses in the marvel universe like when uh tony stark was trying to figure out time travel like fastos just like randomly dropped a note and he was just like wait what Uh huh makes (laughs) sense you know or like was he he he, um that the arc uh uh, the arc reactor just dropped he was just like "Mm." you know what i mean like he he's the reason why a lot of these people oh because oh, of course he is black he could have been the person who started the wakandans would have been perfect would have been a perfect explanation you know what i mean just said oh um the wakandans oh yeah uh like he like he knows black panther's great 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 super great ancestor you know what i mean like oh yeah. he, he was my best friend yeah i mean there's like, there the thing is like all of these but it's not that the the flashbacks were were bad. I just wonder what was what was the utility in telling the story. I guess 
Yeah, you're humanizing them. Yeah, you're explaining like, oh, why do they care about humanity, et cetera, et cetera. But you, you, I don't think it, in many ways, sometimes they don't really serve, you know, serve very well. They, I mean, they show you like, this is why the, the Eternals broke up. I mean, I guess so. That's great. I just feel like it, it lengthened it lengthened the movie and, and didn't necessarily move the, the story forward. Yep. And and this come this actually has something to do with my next, you know, my idea about how to actually improve this, which is to have instead of trying to do this all in being one big movie, make it a two part movie. Make it Eternals one and Eternals two, right? Then mm-hmm. it's not such a big deal that you're that you know, you're sort of doing flashback stuff. Because you you spread them over two movies, right? First part, once you make the deviants better and, and actually more of an, a threat, something that actually needs to be dealt with, you know, specifically to focus on them, then that's the first movie. Dealing with them, dealing with them, and then at the end of the at the end of the first movie, you defeat Crow and, and the deviants, and he's like, You just you think I was the problem? I was trying to help you motherfuckers out because once we're gone, you know, we're trying, we were trying to keep the, you know, we were trying to get everything, the population down, but now y'all done fucked up the celestial that are coming. And they're like, what? Or as you like then, to say, as you like to say, Nani? Nani? <laughs> nani? And I'll, I'll, you know, it would have been perfect. It would have been. Per- yeah. It, it's like, in, it's like in Mario's like, the, thanks Mario, but the princess is in another castle. That's pretty much the way it would be. Right. Or it would have been like um, the uh, the Devil May Cry thing, where uh, they after they beat the uh, Deviants, uh, 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 Icarus goes like, "Look at this world; it's so beautiful. I can't wait until the uh, the Celestial blows this planet up." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, and then of course, once they defeat the Deviants, of course, you know, and Icarus is keeping up his little front, he's like, "Seriously, though, I'm the bad guy." And then yeah, oh, and, yeah, he just kills. He just like stabs. That would have been the perfect time to kill Ajax right then and yeah, there. Like exactly. at the end, like when that happens, they're like, so like uh, they're like trying to talk to Icarus, and he just just laser beams. Um, he just does his eye laser right through Ajax's heart. Yeah, and and then all right, then that's the set off for the second one where he's deleting the. The etern the Eternals that are loyal to the to the um, Celestials and the the Eternals that are not, and that would have been you know. So now we now you start doing the flashbacks to see more about why is Icarus like this. You know, you see some yep. of the stuff that that is said rather than done. You know, the set yep. set that we can see that done rather than just seeing it said, and. The fight, you know, it becomes you know like Captain America: Civil War. There's two sides fighting against it. And here's the other. You end. can get the humans on your side. This is where, this is another part that where they they kind of drop the ball. Bring in the cameos. This is the yep. MCU. At I'm no, I'm sorry. There's no fucking way that you can have world shaking stuff. You know, these big monsters and shit like that. And Bruce Banner isn't like, what the hell? I need do I need to Hulk out for this shit? You know. Yep. And and the Avengers, you know, what's left of them are like. Hey, we might need to go check that out. Doctor Strange is like, not on my planet, buddy. You know? I mean, shoot. What? I mean, we could just go down the list. Shang-Chi? Yes. I mean... I mean, Shang-Chi, I don't think... I don't know if... 
Maybe he was actually around. So, but there's there's a whole roster of people, and I refuse to believe that not one of them was like, we need to look into that. I don't yeah. believe that. So yeah, they literally have earth. They a, a fucking celestial is crawling out of the earth and gets frozen into a gigantic statue. And the best we got is some helicopter being like, hmm, that's some shit. That's it. <laughs> really, that's it. That's what I'm saying. Like, bring in the cameos. I yes, I get it. You got 173 Eternals that you got to showcase. That's why you have two movies. You can spread it out. You know, separate them. Bring in a few of the the big names to put some legitimacy. Not that this isn't legit, but to put some legitimacy into here. Be like, oh yeah, I guess we are in a shared universe where there are other characters. Bring those guys in. Yeah. You know? Because that's what, what really bothered me about this whole movie. And, like, some people who really, like, really, like, stand the movie, they were, like, telling me, like, trying to make sense to me. I'm like, guys, you cannot tell me that the world is about to blow up and not a single superhero showed up. Are they just chilling in their apartments going like, eh? I'm not in the movie, so I'm not sure. <laughs> it's like I need some. I like, I need some Marvel bucks to teleport me over there. It's it, it, in the comics. That's the thing about the MCU. They've got this is actually a problem the MCU generally has to deal with, which is how do you make sense of a universe or or a world with lots of superheroes and big big shit going on. And yep. only the characters in that movie showing up for it. Like, how do you make sense of that? I get why Spider-Man didn't come help the Eternals. I get that. Yeah. You know, I understand yeah, that. that. I even get why Ant-Man wouldn't show up. Or yep. I don't get why Falcon wouldn't because he's got the, he, you know, he's got the U.S. government on his side. I don't understand why, uh, you know, uh, Doctor Strange wouldn't. Yep. Doctor Strange, like you said. I don't understand why. Hulk. I don't understand why the sorcerers wouldn't help. I don't understand nope, yep. why Wakanda wouldn't help. I don't understand. Like there are, there's like a bunch of people where I don't get it why they didn't make a priority. Like, okay, that's not good. Especially the Wakandans. It's, the Wakandans especially should have been on that shit. Exactly, because like you said, because like our like, because like I said, I was telling like talking about it with my friends, and they were like going like, oh well, you know how are they be able to get over there? The sorcerers could literally teleport from one side. They, I said, did you not watch Endgame? Then yeah. they were selling people from other planets. Yep. Come on, man, they could get to there in in an instant, man. Yep. They, nah, and, there's, and, and there's also, no excuse. Don't be dis don't be disrespecting Wakanda like that. Yeah, exactly. They're, Wakanda. Oh, how all? However, will they get it? Because it's Wakanda. That's why. Exactly. Because they, they got it like that. That's. I'm getting. I'm getting heated. It's. 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 It is ridiculous. It's one of the most. This is a movie full of all sorts of outlandish things. But the most ridiculous thing is that no Marvel hero would come to help. Yeah. Don't exactly. Don't, don't believe it. <laughs> and then, like I just said, it just. Arisham just showing up to the planet and just like I, I I know that they don't have enough time to scramble, but I'm just like just just showed up and where is just sword just not doing shit? Cause I you can't tell me they didn't see that shit. Yeah. You cannot tell me they didn't see that shit. <laughs> you bring you bring the cameos in and they don't have to be big ones, but for that final fight or something like that. And then it's a big fight between the people that are, you know, the the Eternals that are on the Celestial side and the Eternals that are against it, that are trying to save Earth. 
you know, the giant, you know, the giant eternal gets frozen and then Arishem's not, you know, all that sort of stuff. They could have even treated Arishem like Galactus or something like that. This would have been a great time to insinuate the Fantastic Four or any, there's all sorts of ways you could have brought some, you know, some fire to it. You could I mean, have literally, could have I brought, could... yeah, you could have even brought arrows. You could have made, put him in the end of the first movie. Like, oh yeah, I'm going to help you guys out. You know, I was Thanos' brother. Now he's in the fight, you know? Yep. You get your little and, and, you Avengers know, West Coast situation going on. There's so much they could have So done, much. Man. And, like, I'm not lying to you, man. I literally, like, when that scene happened where Arishim showed up to Earth, I'm just I'm just thinking of uh, uh, Sam Jackson on, like, a megaphone going like, hey, what you doing over here in front of Earth? I can just, <laughs> I, I, I would just... Like he's like he like Arishim is, is threatening the three turtles. Then all of a sudden you hear, "Hey, hey, you know you're in private airspace right now, buddy." <laughs> it's like, I, like that's what I was just imagining, and I was just like, "They dropped the ball with that one, man." Sam's just sounds just like, "Hey, hey, motherfucker, you know, hey, you know, you got to call first before you come over here." <laughs> it just you just can't just show up to our planet. Think you can just <laughs> just come over here and put down on us? What's it's wrong like, with you? It's like what? Say, say what? It's like what does Earth look like? What? 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 Where, it's like what planet are you from? What? What ain't no planet I ever heard of? They speak English or what? <laughs> I just they could have they just dropped the ball because that's what I, immediately when I saw that I just imagined that and I was just like. Oh, Marvel, why did you drop this? I, you had it in your hand. I get it. They Look, this is supposed to be a more cinematic, serious sort of deal. And I'm just like, I get it. But damn, they had so much at their fingertips, so many possibilities. And just in the service, they te- I'll, I'll say they told, I mean, they told a good story. I didn't like the way some of it was, was executed. But I'm not gonna deny it. it's a damn good looking movie. Um, it's got a definitely a different look than most Marvel movies. I just really kind of wish that there was more to it. I guess I guess the plot. I wanted the plot to be more than this this love story between two people. And oh, also one of them's a terrible fucking person. Uh, you know, a terrible person that's willing to to kill everybody in order to you know to make sure that a celestial's born. You know, I and I did. To, and to be fair, I did like the part where they fought at the end and all that. I just wish there was more of it. That's all. Yeah. This the thing about superhero things is they can be a, a character studies and shit like that, but they have to tell a dynamic story wherein some kind of ass kickery is going on. And yeah. it can't. It can't. That can't be the except. The ass kicking can't be the accessory. It's got to be, you know, front and center. You know, as as because they're superheroes. Or they're supposed to be, and just kind of you relegating it to just kind of like, oh yeah, I guess we got to do that. That's you. You kind of you're kind of missing something. Again, we aren't experts. You know, we don't make films for a living. We just like this shit, and you know, we feel like there could have been a little, could have been a little more to this uh, yep. than, than we were given. So, um, you know, in another alternate universe, that's the movie we got. <laughs> so good, good for Lottie and and, and Mo in that universe, man. I bet they're they're like, man, Eternals best movie of the year. But yep. While well, we're over here going like, just what not, the in, fuck? not in not in the Prime universe, not. Yep. <laughs> but 
So anyway, those are our thoughts about Eternals and how to make it better. Um, I don't know. Were we off base, guys? Were, you know, you guys saw it. What did you think about that movie? And, you know, what do you think might have made it better? Uh, get down to the comments. Let us know what you're thinking about. Of course, you can always hit us up, supernotfunnyshow at gmail.com or at supernotfunnys1 on Twitter. Let's chop it up. I mean, you know, <laughs> of course, yeah, definitely Marvel will pay attention to us, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's always fun to talk about these things, and we'd love to talk with you about it there. And you know what? While you are in the clicking mood, why don't you get down there, hit that subscribe button, join the Super Not Funny Show family. We would love to have you uh, as a part of our, uh, you know, part of our extended nerd family. And of course, you can always hit it, um, hit that subscribe button, not subscribe button, the notification bell. It lets you know when we drop new content. We're doing reviews and, you know, podcasts, all that fun stuff. You know, check that stuff out. Um, and you know this. Uh, this show wouldn't work if it was just me. Uh, I really need my good friend Lottie to, you know, provide his insight and jokes and all that fun stuff. So, Lottie, why don't you let them know where they can reach you on social media? Oh, yeah, man. You can always find me on my Instagram, which is Anu Kinihun. It's spelled A-N-U-K-I-N-I-H-U-N. Again, it's A-N-U-K-I-N-I-H-U-N. I upload different videos, pictures onto there. Uh, of the stuff that I'm working on. And of course, you can always uh, also subscribe to my YouTube channel. You know, I stream at least once a week and I upload videos of different games that I'm playing. So if you ever want to catch a good laugh or watch me get frustrated playing games online, you can <laughs> you can watch that and have, you know, have a good time. So, yeah, leave a like, comment on any of my videos. I take any type of criticism. Yeah, you guys go check out Lottie's um, channel and his, his uh, social media. Uh, you know, show some love. So, all right, that's episode 34 of the Super Not Funny Show Supercast. Uh, that, was, that was a good time. I love when we do nerd talk. So <laughs> we'll try to do yep. a little bit more of that as, as the year proceeds. Uh, but come back next week. going to be episode 35. Uh, we'll talk a little more uh, Peacemaker. and But um, I'm sure that we got uh, another really good uh you know you know theme to talk about so until then i have been Molly coupe your resident fabricant and commenter extraordinaire on all things pop culture joined by the video game designer anime expert and lover of all things superhero my good friend lottie we'll see you guys on the other side of the thread peace peace